Hey guys, welcome back to the Game Time Gazette, where we're talking all sports, talking NHL, MLB, NBA, NFL, European football, all of it and more, right here, right now, let's go. Hello people of the earth, welcome back to the Game Time Gazette, this is your host Isaiah Nenny. thank you for joining me on another day, I really appreciate you guys listening in another day, you know, new week. A really fun all-star weekend. You know, I guess we could call it fun. I mean, there was a lot of points scored in the in the, in the all-star game. And, you know, the Sabrina Inescu and Steph Curry shootout was fun to see as well. So, you know, I mean, relatively, it, it, all in all, relatively, it was all right. It was all right. We're, we'll, we'll dive into the all-star game, you know, as we go on in, in the day today. I uh, don't think it's going to be as long as, of an episode today. I'm going to talk a little bit about NHL, going to talk about, uh, yeah, the All-Star game as I just did, going to dive in into a little bit of Champions League that happened last week, uh, a lot of European football, a lot of things going on over there, and going to dive into the uh, Champions League matches going on this week. Uh, we'll probably just preview more uh, as we go on, uh, come back on Wednesday and preview the matches that happen tomorrow. and. The matches that are going to happen on Wednesday. Yeah, it's just going to be a great day of talk. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for, I'm excited that you guys have joined us. So let's get started and let's get going. Let's get going with the most, uh, I guess, the most popular event of this weekend, which is the All-Star Weekend. Um, I mean, just starting on Friday with the Skills Challenge and then it was the three-point contest or not, the Skills Challenge. And yeah, you had uh, a, a Sabrina Inescu and the three-point challenge happening on the Saturday, I believe. I'm I'm forgetting the, the no, yeah, it was on Saturday. It was on Saturday. It was the skills challenge, all of that on Friday, and then on Saturday you had the dunk contest and the three-point shooting contest and that Sabrina Inescu uh, shooting contest as well with the against Steph Curry, and then on Sunday you had the All-Star game, and yeah, Saturday. I mean Friday. We seen, I mean, you seen the videos, the 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 skills competition, the way they just like, yeah, everyone's talking about the competitiveness of the All Star Weekend, right? And I mean, you look back to two thousand and four, or even like twenty sixteen, and compare it to twenty twenty four, and it's like, yeah, like I seen, I I think the video was twenty fourteen where it was Giannis playing in the skills competition himself, right? And how the the like just the size of the, the the hoops that they have to pass the ball through, you know, as part of that skills competition. Even Darren Williams, when he won it back in, yeah, back in the early 2000s in, in 04 or, yeah, 04, 05, I believe. Or no, 2000, in 2000, right? Uh, when it first, like the early years of the, of, the, of the skills competition, it was a much more competitive event, not only because, you know, the players cared a little bit more, but because you know the skills competition you know events that were there that you had to complete were you know not easy to do the regular person that doesn't play basketball probably wouldn't be able to do it uh definitely not at the speed that the nba players were showing out to be done i think darren williams made it in like 25 and a half seconds and he, those are the types of things that the all-star weekend brings right because it, it just it gives you um a, a glimpse of the like the athleticism 
of these guys, you know, the the skills of the of the NBA players without them being in a, you know, high intensity NBA regular season or playoff game. So you're giving them like skills competitions, your three point shooting, the dunk contest and, you know, the all-star game, which is supposed to be like a pickup game, which picks up in the fourth quarter. But just hasn't been like that in the last few years. And everybody wants to talk about that, you know, the, the competitiveness and how it really has gone. And yeah, I mean, you could attribute it to a lot of things. You could attribute it to the game changing itself uh, in terms of the all-star game. Uh, just looking at the game itself, defense in regular season games is not played as, you know, with the same intensity that it was 10 years ago, right? You know, we we have scoring up. That's also because, yeah, the skill the skill levels of players are up as well. You're seeing a lot of 30-point game per, uh, per game scorers in the league now, uh, a lot of 25, a lot of 27. You know, like 25 is the norm. 25 used to be real high to be averaging 25 points per game. You know what I'm saying? 28. Those those guys used to be the top echelon, but like, you know, averaging 28, you'll get around like eighth, ninth, maybe sixth, you know, for in on that list for um points per games nowadays. But that's yeah, attributed to skill and yeah, defense. The game has opened up more for the offensive game. You know, a lot of the the, the rules, hand checking, um, you know, even the the more defensive uh rules that for for like team defense as well. Like we're looking at like the just being able to be in the key more like for the big men, uh, not not wanting to open up that 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 paint space, um, you know, the the fouls for the three point shooters now as well, even though they're valid. Yeah, you don't want uh, players injuring themselves. Um, the you can't really have too much contact that elbow, that forearm, um, that forearm kind of shield that defenders used to be able to put up to be able to put a, a forearm on, you know, the. The, the the hips of the offensive player is kind of illegal now. You can't have that illegal touching, especially if you get, if you could shift the play. Like you know, like it's it's a lot of things that 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 have really changed the game and defensively, and that that trickles into the All Star game because these guys are playing eighty two games this way, right? So why would why wouldn't it be in the All Star game as well? Just looking at that. Um, you know, that was my first thought. Like everyone wants to blame the players and the intensity of how they play. But realistically, yeah, you know, they weren't going, you know, super duper hard before. It's just the game was played differently as well, where it was like there was defense being played on a regular basis. So this was like it was normal for guys to, OK, yeah, like, you know, they, they just stopped playing games. It hasn't been too long, but it was normal for guys to pick up the ball and be able to just all right, get back to it defensively in the all-star game especially just you know in spurts like if they wanted to pick it up in the fourth quarter they want to coast all game and pick up in the fourth quarter guys were able to do that you know and i'm not saying that like while i am saying you know we're not seeing we don't have uh as much great defenders as we did back in the day nowadays it's you know even all-stars and all-stars you see a lot of them taking you know breaks on defense during the like real games and regular season games and you know they'll pick it up a little bit more in playoffs but you know, it, it hurts them down there in the playoffs as well because it's like it's not they're not even that great of defenders to be even picking it on and off. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that's really what the NBA has become where it's like you gotta score more than the other the other team. But that's why we've seen in the last few years, yeah, when it gets to the playoffs, all that regular season, yeah, scoring more than the other team, it doesn't work if you're not able to stop get stops. We seen the Denver Nuggets win the championship last year. 
we seen who who was versing the Denver Nuggets. It was the it was the um, Miami Heat, right? And the Miami Heat played the Denver Nuggets. I just got a notification. Uh, we'll talk about the Nets. Yeah, firing Jock Vaughn as well. I remember, like, uh, I feel like it was my second episode or my first episode in the pod where we were talking about the direction of the Nets. And I don't want to get a, a tool away from this, but yeah, um, that was crazy. You know, the Jack Vaughn, I mean, not that it was crazy expected because you just don't know what's going on in Brooklyn. You know, they don't really have a direction as well. And now it's seeming like, yeah, are they even going to like, what push are they going to like? Obviously, when you fire your coach halfway through the season, you know, the organization is saying that they don't really have too much faith in what is going obviously not like you know obviously don't have any faith in what is going on in the organization or what that where the direction is heading but don't have any uh, too much faith in this season in particular right so hiring i just uh, so they just hired kevin ollie um the he was the assistant coach for jack vaughn i believe kevin ollie was uh also the yukon head coach back in 2014 when they won the uh NBA, I mean, not NBA, NCAA uh, championship, a national championship. I might be wrong. Definitely might be wrong. Haven't done my research on this, but. And I think he went over to the overtime elite of a little bit, spent a little bit of time there and then handed out to the Nets. I'm not sure, but. I heard they were they, they were in in, in in like the that. That coach, that coach, uh, that that UConn team was the was in talks to be able to get this position, that you know, newly open position for the Nets. Um, but just yeah, just looking at the team we were talking about, um, how they got draft picks uh, for Dorian Finney Smith. I, I believe it was like two two first round picks. They didn't want to go on that trade. Everyone was like, "Why?" Macau Bridges had like an offer of like five draft picks, something like that. And everyone was still asking the same question, the same why. Like, why would you not allow Macau Bridges? Or why well, like what's the what's the like direction that you're you're going as a team? Right. And that's that's basically um I mean if you're if you're gonna keep Macau Bridges, okay, then who are you gonna surround him around with? Right. And they don't have the draft picks as well, don't have draft capital. Now are they gonna tank to be able to go and get some good you know, pieces maybe in this draft. Everyone's saying this draft is pretty weak, but I, I don't believe so. As we get to the draft, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting. I feel like we got to get a whole net segment um, because we don't got NBA basketball for a few days. We'll talk about the Nets tomorrow, but just wanted to touch a little bit on that. Nets hiring um, or promoting assistant head coach to interim head coach Kevin Ali. Um, and yeah, he's going to be taken over for, yeah, to the end of the season. And it's interesting because now they've had two interim head coaches in consecutive seasons. Um, and they've had like three coaches in the last, uh, last four years, something like that. So it's, it's interesting how, uh, how that's going to pan out, how it's going to pan out for the Nets. Got to find a direction, got to find. You know, a way to like, because you even look at the Raptors and Raptors are tanking, but they have a direction that, you know, they have a player that they're going to build around. They have two other pieces that could definitely be a two and three and RJ and quickly. They have 
um, you know, a, a good, well, they traded for, you know, some good young rotational pieces and they had some good young rotational pieces, especially looking at 905 as well, Javon Freeman Liberty. You're looking at um, Marquise Noel as well. Um, just a lot of guys that you can farm up from that Raptors 905 team as well. Not much. You were also talking about the Raptors having uh, potentially three picks in this next year's draft. Going to have a few picks in in the next year's draft. I mean, this draft coming up, they have three picks. And then next year's draft going to have a few picks as well. So, you know, they have a direction. They have a player that they're going to build around. And that's what tanking teams have to have, right? And just... Yeah, you just hope that the Nets don't get into that, into that, uh, you know, Detroit Pistons, Charlotte Hornets. I mean, and Brooklyn wasn't, they weren't, they weren't far gone from being there. They were there, uh, you know, they traded for KG, Paul Pierce, and that didn't work out for them. They traded away first round picks that would have turned into Jason Tatum. You know what I'm saying? Like those type of, those type of trades, those type of deals, uh, I, either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, they missed out on one of them because they stunk that year. And the Nets, I mean, Boston had their picks and Boston made great trades, man. Boston made great trades to be able to get those guys. And they did. And yeah, and the, the uh, we're seeing Boston on the rise. And I mean, yeah, Brooklyn wasn't there too long ago where their team was just not great got right back up it didn't take them too long to get back up so you just hope that yeah just get back up love seeing competitive basketball all right let's get back to the all-star game though i'm i keep rambling on here about the brooklyn nuts but yeah okay so let's let's move on from the all-star game per se because we can talk about the competitiveness competitiveness of it all day really lost its aura who really knows what it is i mean you could add some more rules or help out the defense a little bit, but that that has to be a whole league-wide thing, season-wide thing. Um, you know, I feel like the yeah, the NBA allowing you know or opting for an offensive game, opening up the game more, it shot themselves in the foot. They shot themselves in the foot because you know even 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 the regular season games, you could we're seeing a lot of games more often than not get out of hand quicker, right? Because a lot of blowouts, a lot of, you know, games where people aren't going to really tune in as well, you know, and they weren't really tuning in as like that before for regular season games because there was 82 of them. Everyone was like, okay, we'll just wait till the playoffs. And then less defense, this and that. The game isn't as entertaining if it's not as competitive. Obviously, everybody wants to watch a good match. Nobody wants to get to watch somebody just get beat down, right? What? You know, the three-point contest wasn't that bad. Damian Lillard took the crown on that. Steph Curry beating Sabrina Inescu. That was a great matchup. Steph scoring 29. Sabrina scoring 26. Sabrina scoring as much as Dame Dalla. Shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. That's what uh, Sabrina proved. Props up to her. Um, enjoyed watching that um, event. You know, hopefully the NBA just, you know, kind of just works with it a little bit more and has those type of, those type of things where it's just fun, fun events, you know, fun new events as well, you know, not just recreating or uh, not. Well, I guess that's recreating the three point sh shooting contest, but I'm I'm saying not just redoing all the old, same old stuff because we look at the dunk contest, man, <laughs> man was the dunk contest bad. I mean, it was it was one of the one of the worst dunk contests we've seen in a long time, and 
It, it just keeps progressively getting worse year after year after year. We've seen the last good dunk contest, and that was even an all right one. The last great dunk contest was in 2016. The last good one was in 2020 with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine kind of finishing it off. They're never going to do it again. I mean, they gave us enough, you know, thrillers. They're older now, right? I, I don't think they want to do that, you know, stress to their bodies, this and that. would be great to see them do a last hurrah, but, you know, might have to just scrap the dunk contest overall. You know, it doesn't have the same aura. I totally agree. I've seen, like, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, not even trying to just blame LeBron James or blame LeBron James, but the biggest stars have to keep the aura in those games, right? If the biggest stars aren't dunking or going to the dunk contest, why would the smaller stars want to do it too? Like, it's like you're not getting paid for it, like at the incentivized as as much as the, as much as the, um, as much as, you know, people want to say, oh, like you just incentivize it, this and that. Who cares? It's still days off and these guys get paid regularly, you know. I mean, not everybody would want to take it, but it's a thing for the superstars to show it as a responsibility, being a superstar, to keep that aura alive. So LeBron James, when he was coming out and he was a high-flying superstar, this and that. I mean, Kobe did it when he was young. MJ did it when he was young. We've seen Kyle, uh, Clyde Drexler. Kyle, Clyde Drexler, he was he's not even on the same level as these guys, right? But he's still a legend, though. Not even saying that he's not on this, you know, he's a legend. But, like, we're talking about generational greats. All the generational greats came out and did MJ, Kobe, Vince. Vince was a generational great for the dunk contest. So, obviously, you know, got it. That's, that's excluded because he's not even a, gen, like, not generational great in the NBA, even though he was a great player. Um, but, you know, MJ, Kobe did it. LeBron, if he did it, would have helped a lot more to keep the aura of the game. Because we see him doing it in the layup lines. We see him doing it, you know, pre-game, having fun with it. If he did it, one dunk contest earlier, let's, let's say 05, 06, when he was in earlier in his career, where it just kept up, especially after MJ retired as well. And they were looking at LeBron for, okay, let's, he's the savior of the ratings. He's going to be the savior of the league, just like MJ was. You know, and it's unfortunate that it happened to the dunk contest uh, the way it is, uh, regardless of what the reason is. But my my suggestion is that they add in, you know, a one on one contest, a one v one, you know, king of you know, king of the court, man. Let's let's play some king of the court. Let's get out there. You know, the only thing is that no player would want to do that, especially in this era, man. Everything lives forever, and you know, if Kyrie comes out, tween tween, steps it back, and he drops you. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. You're not you're never gonna hear the end of that. You know that's gonna be like fuel to the fire and no player would even wanna do that less. So, you know, you know, everybody's been saying the king of the court too, but that's the only reason I that's like the main reason. And yeah, probably the only reason that I see it not working because yeah, the embarrassment factor for some players, you know, just cause that will live forever and they don't wanna have that live forever. But you know, it's going to be interesting what the NBA does because they're going to have to add some new games. They're going to have to add some new aura to the All-Star Weekend because it's, it, yeah, it, it's it's crazy that we've gotten to a time where the Home Run Derby and the MLB All-Star, you know, weekend has become the best All-Star weekend in sports. It's not the Pro Bowl. It's not the NBA All-Star. It's the MLB All-Star Weekend and the Home Run Derby. 
you know, and it's it's crazy because baseball's lost a lot of popularity, even though it's gained it back a little bit in these last few years uh, with these rule changes and shorter games and all of that, which has helped a lot. You know, the NBA and uh, All-Star Game and the Pro Bowl, used to, those guys used to be kings. And yeah, the MLB, in terms of entertainment as well, like in terms of entertainment, just solely entertainment, because probably still on popularity, the NBA... And the NFL still trumped the MLB All-Star All-Star Weekends, but um, in terms of just um, entertainment, watching the Home Run Derby, I'm entertained. You know, I'm more entertained than watching the All-Star Game and watching, the, even though the East scored 211 points, I'm more entertained watching, you know, the, the Home Run Derby and them just doing their thing out there. Quickly before... Because I said that we're going to do a shorter episode today. Uh, quickly before we get to, uh, you know, the end here. I just wanted to preview the European football that happened this uh, past weekend. Seen a lot happen. Uh, you know, one game that I really wanted to look at. I mean, I'm a Barca fan, so I had to look at it. I mean, the Barca game, end of the game, recreating the iconic meme with the house on fire. And then just smiling towards the camera. Beautiful. Um you know, Barca able to pull out a two-one win. It's tough. We've been we've been tough. It's been a tough way to end the season. We're gonna play Napoli in the Champions League in the coming days. Uh, I believe it's tomorrow, if not Wednesday. That's gonna be a match to watch. Napoli's looking to sack their manager. That's been the talk before the game. So, you know, hopefully Barcelona could do what they can to get a win out there. Um, yeah, uh, let's quickly look at the EPL. So we're looking at the oh, and also for the La Liga, uh, you know the the title race it's still on. Barca's just eight points off. Girona's five points off. I not five around. Yeah, five points off, and um, or six points off. Sorry, and yeah, Real Madrid up there dropping points this weekend against Raya Vallecano. They've been a tough opponent to everybody. I mean, they were even a tough opponent when Barca played them. Yeah, they're a real good team. Got great young players, young pieces. Just can't string together the wins enough. Uh, I wonder if Falcao is still playing there. You know, Falcao is still, still, still on his, uh, still on his final arc. You know, people forget about him. He was a great striker back in the day, back in his prime. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to the Prem real quick, and then we move on to the end. So, looking at the Prem, uh, seeing a game at Liverpool handling, uh, you know, their their business um, with a four-one win. It was it was a good it was a great game there for Liverpool, uh, able to extend up their lead at the top of the table. Man U handling business against Luton, seeing uh, Hodgland, he's youngest player to score in six consecutive games or something like that in the Prem. Impressive, very impressive. But the most impressive thing that happened in the Prem this weekend was that City lost. City dropped points, and if you guys remember last week, I was talking about Pep. You know, that guy just wins. And I still do believe that they'll eke it out at that because that's just what Pep and City does. They add, they like to add a little bit of drama. Um, but, yeah, losing to Chelsea. Losing to Chelsea, that was a surprising, surprising fixture. Um, you've seen in the first half, Raheem Sterling able to score on his former club. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, just, that was impressive, right? And Chelsea at the end able to eke out the win. Yeah, just looking at the whole 
the whole uh epo it's gonna be interesting how it plays out but just wanted to you know notice that out i mean chelsea hasn't gotten great results all year and they haven't even beaten city in the past few years it, they haven't been in city i think it was uh, uh the last time they beat it city was uh in the champions league final where they beat city right but you know uh they got a big win and you know, Pochettino finally starting to get this team in form a little bit. I mean, let's see if they could get up from out of that, you know, uh, uh, bottom 10, I believe, or not bottom 10, but, you know, just outside the top 10, and I, I believe they're still 10th. So let's see if they could eke out of there and, you know, move up in the in, in the table. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be an interesting season as we carry along and move along. Uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting day talking sports tomorrow. Uh, you know, we got a lot of things to go over tomorrow. We're going to go over some NHL uh, scores that happened tonight. We'll go over the Champions League preview. Uh, just dive in fully to the games that are going to happen. Or, or sorry, Wednesday, we're going to dive in fully to the, happen, uh, the games that are happening tomorrow and Wednesday uh, when we come back on Wednesday. And yeah, it's going to be a great talk. NBA should be back on Thursday as well. So when that comes back on for that Friday show, it's going to be real, real fun. Going to have a lot of things to talk about before we head on to the weekend. So, you know, stay with me this weekend. Uh, let's have a good one together. Um, you know, tell your friends, your family, your loved ones, you love them. You don't know uh, what could happen, you know, praying for good health and all for all, you know, and I'm praying, you know, for just God to enter your lives whoever's listening to this and you know give you that peace and give you that security and that that uh freedom you're looking for in whatever aspects of your life yeah it's gonna be a good week gonna be a great day i'm gonna have some fun you're gonna have some fun <laughs> i'll see you next time it's been isaiah anani